0: Live from the Midtown studios of KFNX, it's Grateful Heart Radio with your host, Rebecca Rains.
1: Welcome to our show, everybody, and thanks for listening. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show where we bring you the three E's educate, empower, and engage. We like to bring our listeners accurate information instead of just headlines and sound bites designed to simply attract attention. We want to help you make your real estate and personal financial decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. We're very proud to be part of the Timely Balanced Truths Network, and we are live every week on Mondays at 11 a.m., so if you have a question, please feel free to call us at 602-277-5369. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. We have Tara Craig. Creek. I said it wrong again. I'm so sorry, girlfriend, of the TK team over at First Financial. I don't know why I'm struggling with your name so badly. We've only
2: known each other for how long?
1: I know, but you used to have a different <laughs> last name. I apologize. Amanda Sue Briggs with Lawyer's Title and the CEO of Roosted Brokerage. She grew up in real estate family and has been training agents how to effectively use technology in real estate since 2001. And Tara... I'm, a, I'm afraid to even say your name now. <laughs> Cur- just Tara. Okay, good. Just, just Tara Kay. Tara Kay. Tara Kay, Tara Kay with Amerifirst Financial, Senior Loan Officer, Branch Manager, Financial Coach, and Certified Instructor for Real Estate Classes and Mortgage Classes. And both of these ladies are very, very educated, very much um, a great source of information for anybody listening to our show. They were just on my show most recently. And unfortunately, because of the coronavirus and the change in the markets we're seeing, the daily changes that we're seeing, we had to have a second show right away. And we didn't finish everything we were talking about on our last episode with both of these beautiful women sitting in front of me. I I do want to start the show with a little bit of positives because we have seen some positives. You know, it's not all bad what's going on out there. We were talking on break earlier about things like Amanda Sue learning to do her own hair possibly here soon. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Tara's spending a lot more time with the family. We're all seeing people outside exercising, walking, you know, enjoying life and kind of slowing
3: down to smell the roses, if you will. Mm -hmm. What were some other things that we were discussing, ladies? I think one of the things that we discuss, especially with it being Grateful Hearts, is just the gratitude of all of these services that we're used to having at our fingertips, that now that we don't have access to that, I mean, something even as fundamental of uh, our kids being in school, you know, schools in Arizona are now canceled through the end of the uh, school year. And so even just gratitude for what we normally
2: take Take for for granted. granted. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. And we talked a little bit, too, about how um, people are more apt to be checking on their extended family members, their parents and grandparents, and really making sure uh, that they're well and that their basic needs are met.
1: Exactly. 100% couldn't agree with you more. And just even like when Matt came in while we were having lunch earlier and saying, you know, be healthy out there. You know, we're definitely being a lot nicer to people we barely know besides the ones that we truly care the most about. And in case anybody was wondering, if you're watching our episode on Facebook Live. We are using Clorox hand uh, sanitizers. (laughs) We do have the Purell a la and we are trying our best to be cognizant of social distancing while we're Mm -hmm. still shooting this episode. So I I want you guys out there to know that we do take this seriously, and that's why we're here to talk to you guys about all the changes that we're seeing. And one thing that came up was, and I know, Terry, you brought this up, was the list of the top 50 businesses and the things that they're doing for people out there right now. I know you mentioned even Oso Brewery. What were they doing?
2: Yeah, I saw it on the news that um, they actually took their barrels and filled them with hand sanitizer and donated them to the local hospitals to help since they truly did not have sanitizer, which is just terrifying to think about.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know I have a girlfriend who's a nurse in Florida, and one of my other girlfriends here local sent her some face masks because she was going to work without even face masks. Right, there. right. Um, and I know you, you had, you'd come up with some great examples of what some of the other businesses were doing. Did you still have that in front of you? I
2: do, yeah. Let me tell you. Um, So Microsoft announced that they're going to keep paying hourly workers who support their campus. Uh, Google established a COVID-19 fund that enables all temporary staff and vendors globally to take paid sick time um, if they can't work from home. Uh, Loom is a video recording and sharing service that has made Loom Pro Free um, available to teachers and students, you know, as they were uh, trying to uh, incorporate technology into learning to do school from home.
1: So pretty amazing stuff that's happening out there. a lot of people are helping people they barely know.
2: Yeah. They're taking
1: care of people that they love more so than ever. And, you know, it just seems like there's a lot more kindness being shared out there. It's not all the horror stories of the toilet paper being hoarded (laughs) in someone's garage down in Tucson. Thank you, Ariel, for sharing that
2: story with us. (laughs) Uh,
1: And I I do want to talk about, on this particular episode, some of the good things. And I know, Tara, we're going to get into how people can reduce their expenses during these time periods. Absolutely. But first... uh, I'm, I'm going to defer over to Amanda Sue on this one. 100% fraud in real estate. Do you remember when we were talking about that?
3: Yeah, I think one of the things that we were talking about on break was there's a lot of talk going around about recession, and we talked last time about the ways that it's been impacting the real estate market. Not really negatively, but it's just different. And so I think it's important to remember that this, when we talk about the financial consequences, is nothing like 2008. 2008 and that crisis was brought on 100% by fraud within real estate. Absolutely. The Nina liar loans, you mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no exactly. income, <laughs> no assets. Ninja, <laughs> yeah, ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets. Um, yeah, so this is just a completely different situation and the financial aspects of it are going to be completely different as well. So mo- hopefully it won't take us seven years to
1: recover from this nonsense, Absolutely. right? We're hoping just months. I mean, it sounds like the kids are not going back to school anytime soon, so that is definitely a big adjustment for for a lot of us. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, maybe that's reducing some expenses for some people who are forced to work from home and they don't have childcare. Well,
2: and I think about that. Dry cleaning, gasoline for our cars, you know, eating out, coffee shops, a lot of those things. Uh, the cost of childcare, if, in fact, your kids are staying home. So um, it's also a great opportunity for families to look at their budget and save some money.
1: Well, and I know in our last show, Terry, you were talking about people that take your Dave Ramsey class. Yeah. And I, I, if you are interested at all, Tara, how do they get a hold of you to take that class if you're still doing it? Are you doing it on Zoom in the future or what are you going to do? You know, we
2: have not done a Zoom, Dave Ramsey, and maybe we just haven't thought outside the box like that, but I definitely could see an opportunity to do that. Uh, We were actually just wrapping up our last nine-week series. We were on week eight, and I was talking about what a blessing it was for those families who could take advantage of that. So going forward, if you're interested in learning more about that program, please contact us, 480-344-1951. It doesn't cost you any thing. The only expense that you have are your materials. And in the last class, we provided those materials at no cost to the families who chose to participate. And so it just really helps them understand how to establish a budget, uh, save money and prepare for things like this, which are kind of our unplanned plan B's.
1: Unplanned plan B's. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to dub this show because I heard it over and over as we were preparing was the Unintended consequences. Unintended
2: consequences is not the truth.
1: That is going to. So we need to talk about the unintended consequences of maybe the bailout. Yeah. And the things that we need to do. And I know in, in, Looking at the go overall flow of this particular show, we want to talk about what are the examples. Um, and we're already needing to wrap up and go to commercial. It's amazing how it's fast crazy. the show goes <laughs> by, right? Uh, we're going to talk about when we come back from, the, from commercial break, we're going to talk about what specifically we can do to reduce expenses. Why we want to do that because of obviously where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Can you float yourself for a couple months if you don't have an income, right? Um, and then... You mentioned, Amanda, something about business lines of credit. I'm not going to allude to anything more than that for right now. In case you just joined us, you are listening to Independent Talk, KFNX. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show. And we are here every Monday at 11 a.m. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains. In the studio is Tara Kay with the TK team over at AmeriFirst Financial and Amanda Sue Briggs with Lawyer's Title, as well as Roosted, CEO. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about Lines and credit, things happening at the banks, what we're seeing, and maybe even a little bit about SBA loans. I, I'd love yeah. to have Tara's advice on that and who that affects and who that can help. And then more so than not, the stimulus bill. Sure. So let's when we come back from break, we're definitely gonna be talking about that. You guys need to tune back in. We'll be back in just a few minutes after commercial break.
0: Is it still safe, please?
1: I want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Raines, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. This morning, we are here with Tara Kaye with Amerifirst Financial. I'm afraid to say her last name now, and Amanda Sue Briggs with Lawyer's Title. And before we went on break, we we talked about some positives that we're seeing out there in the world today as a result of some, you know, unpositive things in a lot of people's lives, right? I'm sitting here with the desk. We have... Clorox disinfecting wipes, and we have some Purell hand sanitizer. So I have a feeling personally that our getting back to normal one of these days you know, will happen within the, hopefully sooner than later, sure. but it'll be a new norm. Yeah, right? I agree. And as a result of everything that's happened, there's a lot of long-term changes that we will all be experiencing, and some recommended pieces of advice from Tara Kay over at First. She's going to talk to us about what we can do to reduce expenses so when something unforeseeable that's unprecedented, that's never happened before, happens again, that you're prepared. And we're not talking about toilet paper here. Yeah.
2: I love how Dave talks about the fact that if you do have this emergency reserve, something like this happens. Sometimes you almost feel like a bystander, like you're watching it happen, but it's not affecting you. It's not happening to you. It's not happening to you. It's happening around you. And so um, for those families who maybe um, don't want to blow through that emergency fund if they were proactive and had that in place or didn't have it and just really need to cut back, um, I want to give some recommendations. So first of all, a lot of us have, Monthly subscriptions that we apply, you know, that we're signed up for. You're talking about
1: like my apps on my phone. I'm talking about like your
2: apps on your phone. I'm talking Netflix. about uh, Netflix and That's Hulu actually more important than ever. I'm
3: not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> I haven't been watching The Tiger King. Not gonna lie.
3: Oh, I, I'm not gonna
2: lie either. I did. She that. totally killed her husband, right? She totally, totally <laughs> killed. Her husband. Yeah, for sure. That happened. Um, but the ones actually that I'm thinking about are like fabletics. I don't know about you guys, but I had that like yoga pants subscription for a long time.
1: I heard about it. Never signed up, but
2: yes, stitch fix. Fix. I'm signed up. Actually, this dress is from stitch fix. And I think, um, in a normal environment, when you have the liquidity to do that, that's okay. But in times like this, those are the types of things that, um, can be cut from the budget.
1: And quite honestly, besides you coming down on the show, aren't you really working from your pajamas most of the day now?
2: Um, I'm still working in the office. Clients are not (laughs) coming in. Um, but we're doing a lot of Zoom videos and things like that. And I think it's important for people to have routine. And so even if you're working from home, I'm so glad you brought that up. You still want to get up and shower and have your coffee and and prepare yourself for your day and get dressed up in a way that makes you feel good and productive. Make
1: your bed. Make your bed. Did, did your you guys ever see that video with the... Um, I read
2: the book from the military a, guy.
1: Yeah, Atomic Habits, <laughs> right? yes, yes. yes, yes. So Make good. Your Make your bed. Make your bed every day. Right. So make your bed. Besides making your bed, you're talking about some specifics with reducing your expenses. So getting rid of some subscriptions.
2: Yeah. So getting rid of sub- subscriptions before going to the grocery store, having a grocery list. A lot of times we go to the grocery store and we actually don't even know what we have in our pantry, mm-hmm. our refrigerator, and we buy things we already have. And so in a time um, where we're really wanting to come back, and it's I, important to know the inventory of the food you have in your home.
1: I totally agree. But I have to say in times like these, my husband did buy bacon flavored Ritz crackers. No idea why he bought those <laughs> other than the store shelves were empty. And he's like, that was one of the last boxes of something I didn't know. I just threw people it are
2: eating comfort food. I just they were talking about uh, actually somebody that I work with called it the Corona 15, you know, freshman 15, 15 pounds. <laughs> and uh, how true. easily that can happen being at home. And I think that uh, individuals who are feeling a good amount of anxiety or worry um, want to comfort eat those food. comfort foods to feel better. So, so going back to the groceries, really knowing what's in your pantry and shopping accordingly, and then. Um buying generic you know when money's flowing freely we're more apt to just pick up um from the cabinet shelves what you know (laughs) we're familiar with but in a situation like this it's really important to pay attention to those deals and to try to cut costs where you can uh cut the ties on cable so if you haven't renegotiated your cable bill this is a great time to do it perhaps even eliminating it for a short period of time if you're not in a contract um, I think our cell phone bills is something that uh, we should all be looking at this is a great time to look at that are you in a contract if you're not in a contract you're overpaying perhaps for things you don't even need or use mm-hmm. so
1: great advice right there for yeah sure.
2: absolutely and then reducing energy costs so LED light bulbs um, it's not quite hot yet here in Arizona it's actually beautiful so taking this opportunity to open your windows and let the natural airflow in before we head into the summer months so those are just a couple good suggestions Um of cutting your budget. On the energy costs, too, an important thing to think about is if you're
3: working from home, maybe the plan that you're on with your electric provider needs to change because a lot of us have higher costs in the evenings, right? So that could be a really great way to just make that
2: transition. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are buying in bulk and you've got local family or friends in the area, I've heard of a lot of people kind of doing that sharing. You know, if you don't need it all, you kind of break it up amongst your family members.
1: You know, I really like that because, again, it kind of goes into the unintended consequences theme of our show today, And, you know, you're buying bulk. Maybe you don't really need all that stuff. And it is time to kind of barter with your neighbors or family or friends, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and I did bring up earlier, and I'd love for one of you guys to talk about this. I don't remember who brought up the 26%. Um, A lot of what we're seeing in the markets, stocks, interest rates, all the everything changing day to day has a lot to do with liquidity. That term's being thrown around around so loosely right now. Yes. Let's speak on that because I know what happened in the last downturn versus something that Amanda Sue brought up earlier. Uh, Amanda, do you remember what that was?
3: Yeah, we were talking about some of the uh, lines of credit for businesses and liquidity is a is a big issue right now for the banks and for, you know, individual employers. And so we did see in the last downturn all of a sudden those notes being called and okay, you have a hundred thousand, you have two hundred thousand out on a line of credit. We need we the bank need that back now. And so we're starting to see a little bit of those those credit limits being reduced a little bit mm-hmm. on business loans already. I think just the banks preparing for that liquidity problem and trying to adapt to it as quickly as they can.
1: Well, and Tara, mm. were you the one that brought up the percentage of 26% earlier? That, that I did.
2: Yeah. So right now, what we're seeing in the United States and kind of worldwide is that uh, liquidity, right? Cash is king. People want to have peace of mind and peace of mind coming uh, comes for a lot of us and knowing that we've got sufficient liquid reserves. So um, what we normally see in a stock market when the stock's not doing well, typically people will move their money over in, To like mortgage bonds for example so you're still getting some kind of return on your investment and so um, because when this really became an issue we saw that there was a sell-off in both the stock market and the bond market it was brought to our attention that it was because a, a good number of people were moving that money into cash Moving it into
1: cash. 26%, in fact, is what the number you threw out Significant, earlier. Significant, yes. So that's a huge, and that that does equate into why lines of credit might be getting reduced or called right now for businesses. And I know in the downturn before, we actually saw that carry over to home equity yes, lines we of did. credit. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's going to happen right now, because yep. the equity position is so strong for so many sellers, and we do have a shortage of inventory, yeah. and we do have buyers out there looking, and we do have good interest rates. W- what do we say You know, earlier? People can't lie their way into getting a loan anymore
2: right that's 100 percent true
1: so as long as they're still gainfully employed yes. during this little blimp in our in our economy they should still be able to pay their mortgage. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's really important, you guys, that if you have the means to make your mortgage payment that you continue to do that. Here's what I anticipate happening. Rates are at historical lows. And individuals who choose not to make their mortgage payment and take advantage of these forbearance programs are are potentially not going to have a 12-month mortgage history. If you're saying that you're experiencing a financial hardship because of the coronavirus, and then you turn around and apply for a refinance, there's going to be a question about the stability of your employment and your ability to continue to make your mortgage payments. So if if you are not in a position um, of financial it. hardship or you don't need it, please continue to make your payments and so that if there is an opportunity to refinance, you can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm.
1: And you also brought up to me personally, I, I am a small business owner, my husband and I do have employees yeah. and, and you brought up about the SBA loans. Can you talk a little bit about that stimulus bill with aspect of that and then we're gonna transition over to Amanda Sue to talk about some of the other things that we have for you guys
2: yeah part of the stimulus bill was really encouraging employers to continue to pay their people and so part of that was making money available through small business loans and these are businesses with less than 500 employees where if they do uh, keep those folks employed the loan that they got to do that could potentially be forgiven
1: And that is pretty amazing stuff. As I shared with you, our CEO of Berkshire Hathaway had called me personally last week to remind me that just because I'm a self-employed person, I I do have people who work for me. And I would actually qualify for something like that. I just there's a lot of fraud out there, there's a lot of scams, and I'm yeah, still you hoping that I went to the right place when I did my <laughs> application. Um, and, and then you told me to move some money into CIT. What is that?
2: So CIT is just a high yield savings account. So if you are one of those individuals who have taken a large amount of money and moved it into cash, you don't want it just sitting there interest free. So make sure that you're seeking out a high yield savings account to place that money with, and then being mindful of the FDIC requirements and making sure that you don't have more money at a bank than what's covered, which I believe, as 250000
1: Okay. That is wonderful advice. When we come back from breaks, we already have to go to break again. Can you believe this show's already halfway That's over? I, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how fast <laughs> this goes. We are going to talk more about the stimulus bill, specifically about digital currency, folks. What the heck is that? I think in these times, we need to learn what the heck that is, because it could become even more prevalent in our current economy, our future economy. In case you just joined us, you are listening to Independent Talk, KFNX. This is Grateful Heart Radio, Motivational Arizona a real estate and business show. And we are here every Monday at 11, guys. Tune in after break. We're going to be talking about the stimulus bill and digital currency. I want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Raines, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on independent talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. Thank you guys for listening to our show. In case you just joined us, I have Amanda Sue Briggs with Lawyer's Title and Roosted Brokerage, and I have Tara Kay with America. <laughs> Tara Kay with AmeriFirst Financial, the TK team. And I'm afraid to say her last name because I keep butchering it. I don't know why. I am am i i don't know. Maybe I just had some PTSD with your last name now. But uh, that said, we're having a great time sharing some really important information for you guys out there listening. We're talking about unintended consequences. The stimulus bill in particular that was just announced, was it just last week? Like, you know, aren't your days just kind of blending together? Um Stephen, is she hearing? Okay. I I just want to make sure that we could hear you, Tara. Uh, So the stimulus bill that was just announced last week, there, you know, we were talking about some things going on. And what did you want to share with us, Tara, about all that?
2: Uh, Just that the stimulus bill, Rebecca, really had some unintended consequences for mortgage servicers. And so I wanted to just briefly touch on that. But, um, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is kind of how a mortgage works. You know, we think, oh, we just go to our lender and they fund the loan, and that's really the end of it. But there's so much more. So um, a borrower like yourself might go to a mortgage originator to obtain a mortgage. And then once closed, the loan is handled by a servicer, right? right. So yep. Somebody else, you
1: you make your payment to somebody else Wells other Bargo, than who you
2: applied with. Yep. And then the borrower submits payments, and um, they the servicer then sends that portion of their payment off to the investor. Mm-hmm. So that's you and I in your 401Ks in the form of a mortgage-backed security bond. And so we talked a little bit about this, but um, when a borrower does not make a payment, the servicer is required to pay for that. They don't keep enough money on deposit at their bank to cover anything more than what they would consider to be a reasonable expected delinquency. So even 10% of somebody's total portfolio would be considered um, a large amount of delinquencies. And in this case, we anticipate that borrowers, as much as 25 or 30%, could take advantage of this deferment program, which would almost immediately make banks insolvent. So these are some of those things where we have the best of intentions, but we don't Think that through thoroughly, and then we're kind of chasing our tail to fix the problem we've created. So
1: we're putting a band aid on it, but it's not even really stopping the bleeding.
2: Not yet. We're hopeful that uh, the actions of the feds will result in giving peace of mind to these servicing banks because lenders like myself can write a loan, but we have to have servicers that have an interest in. To purchase it afterwards. Purchasing it afterwards and collecting your payment. And fear of first payment default and borrowers not making their mortgage payments is really creating an environment where we have uh, historically low interest rates. Everybody wants to refinance. We have a tremendous purchase business. And and now we. all, of all these still, loans, yes, mm-hmm. um, that the the servicing banks are hesitant to bring on their books, and so um, I'm anxious to see the feds work through the problem and help us find a quick solution.
3: Well,
1: and and I do believe that we will. I mean, we got through the last recession, and this is nowhere near. I don't believe personally that, right. but. Even before the coronavirus came around, I had asked Amanda Sue to come on the show mm-hmm. to educate us because she is my favorite techie nerd, I know, <laughs> and especially when it comes to things financially related to my industry, which is real estate. And I had gone to a class right after the first of the year where they just inundated us with terms like blockchain and tokens and crowdfunding. And like I came to Amanda going to help me understand all of this, right? You know, more so than now, more so now than ever, I personally believe everything I just spit out that I don't even understand when I'm, I'm hoping I'm looking at Amanda Sue from across the table, hoping <laughs> she will educate all <laughs> of all us. All of anything. us today, including <laughs> yes. myself. Right. What all that means, because there was something tied to the stimulus bill having to do with digital currency.
3: Yeah, exactly. Explain it to us, please. This is now your show, (laughs) Amanda (laughs) Sue. So it's so interesting talking about unintended consequences because one of the things that we talked about that we're all learning is how to conduct our business and conduct meetings without Mm -hmm. having to be face-to-face. And technology comes into play with that and the stimulus bill is no different. So one of the proposals was actually in the way in which we get the stimulus to the individual citizens who are receiving it. And one of the proposals was to create a U.S. digital dollar. That's cryptocurrency, correct? It essentially would be a cryptocurrency except backed by the Federal Reserve, backed by the U.S. government. So uh, there's been a lot of talk about cryptocurrency. I think people think about blockchain when they hear that, and they think mm-hmm. about a lot of you know it's fake money or terrorists tokens, use it or, yeah, or you know it's all BS. Untrackable. Exactly. Exactly. People exactly. Have been buying
1: houses with it, and that's what I wanted to do to educate us on, like crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. But it, this is different, or is it the same?
3: So the underlying principles are the same. So any type of cryptocurrency, whether it's this digital dollar that the U.S. is talking about or things like Bitcoin and Coinbase, these are all backed by a technology called blockchain. And it's important to know that blockchain is the underlying technology. It's not the same thing as cryptocurrency. It would be like saying, you know, we do banking online using the Internet. Mm -hmm. The Internet is blockchain. Mm -hmm. Cryptocurrency is using your bank online. And so it's it's not the same thing. But the underlying platform of blockchain is actually a really interesting technology. And it's hard for people to understand because it would be like if you could time travel go back to 1975 and explain to them that there's going to be all these cat videos on these moving pictures that you would see at the cinema but now you can see them on a tiny device in your hand like it would just be unfathomable the, the idea that we walk around with computers in our hands all day long and yes. that we can't leave right you know
1: they don't leave our side I mean goodness we are all f- or okay me and Tara are from the generation <laughs> that was you know pre-microwaves and uh pre-computers at home uh, right
2: did you have a beeper
1: I did. Yes. When I started <laughs> the real estate, I had a peeper because we didn't have cell phones No, we yet. did
2: not. No, we did not.
1: So, okay, we're dating ourselves. Let's let, let, let's <laughs> let the young in talk because she understands. And hopefully you will help us leave this show today with a better understanding because I was fascinated by cryptocurrency and yeah. hearing that people could actually um, crowdfund and mm-hmm. invest in real estate using not dollars.
3: Right so if you think about um i want to explain a little bit about blockchain first so we can understand cryptocurrency better so essentially the way that blockchain works is right now if you're operating on the internet you have the security that your firewall provides you and then you have the security of whatever website you're accessing their firewall. So there's essentially two points of entry. If a hacker wanted to fudge your bank numbers, they could hack into your computer and hack into using your username and password to get into your bank. Or they could hank- hack into the bank security and change the numbers there. So there's only two fail-saves, your end and whatever website you're you're accessing. So in blockchain, any transaction that's done on the blockchain is recorded simultaneously across millions of different computers. So in order for a hacker to change anything, they would have to hack in at the same time to a million different computers, which is completely impossible. So blockchain actually provides a technology and a mechanism that's more secure than the way that we currently do financial transactions over wires or over the Internet. So in real estate specifically, it can help with a ton of things from wire fraud, mortgage fraud, uh, title insurance fraud, all sorts of fraud that we're seeing.
1: You know what's coming to mind listening to
3: you? Didn't you have something
1: having to do with um, because you work at Lawyers Title? Didn't you come up with something so that one of these days we're just signing, tech, you know, signing for homes? Uh, yeah, is, I can even digitally. Thank yeah. you. That's the yeah. one I'm looking
3: for. Absolutely. So, that's something that that we've been working on for a while. The laws uh, got passed and kind of into effect in January, but they won't be available in Arizona until this summer, where you can actually FaceTime a mobile mm-hmm. notary and sign your documents without ever seeing somebody face to face. With actually, there's people working right now to get Governor Ducey to activate that sooner. Right. Um, Makes because sense of right the now. crisis. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly so the way that uh cryptocurrency works if you think about the way you live your life most of what we do is digital anyways totally i mean who carries around dollar bills anymore i never do exactly you use apple pay and you use your credit card and you use all these things that are digital already Mm -hmm. and so cryptocurrency or digital currency is just kind of that next step where instead of starting with paper money taking it into a bank, and then seeing numbers on a computer screen. We just start with numbers on a computer screen because that's where we're going to end up anyways. Plus, you have that underlying foundation of blockchain to make everything more secure. Okay, so what you're
1: saying is this monopoly money that we use today will basically disappear, most likely, and the stimulus bill actually talked about it.
3: Yes, but it didn't go anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere yet. There's still um, some senators really pushing this piece of it to Mm -hmm. create some type of digital currency. Um, All of the reasons that blockchain is feasible and a smart idea for a lot of other financial transactions, it's smart for this as well. It's secure, it's hack proof essentially, and it's quick. So you can immediately get that money accessible to you same day versus what we were talking about, waiting weeks Mm -hmm. for a check. Right, and who wants to
1: wait weeks for a check? And I think ultimately in the day and age that we are in, maybe this coronavirus is just gonna kind of push us in that direction because like I said, before any of this even happened, I'd asked you to come on the show to educate all Mm -hmm. of us on what was cryptocurrency. I mean, yeah, we all heard about it a few years ago and all I heard was, kind of scared me away from it right, right. it was it's it's like gambling money it was what my you know what I had been hearing. I think
2: of Bitcoin and I know the things I had heard about it were just not trackable and you yeah, know right the fraudulent what, there's a lot of fraud, a lot of fall, yeah a lot. a lot of money laundering type things and so it's encouraging that what I'm hearing you say is quite different than mm-hmm. what I had heard previously and perhaps uh, our viewers will feel the same way but um, that it's actually more safe more secure and intended to protect people not intended not necessarily to protect protect criminals
1: okay we're getting cut off we have to go run some commercials Tara so when we come back
2: I'm gonna have Amanda Sue explain
1: the rest of it because she only has 10 minutes to do it join us in a few Wanna welcome you back? I'm Rebecca Raines, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, Arizona motivational real estate and business show on Independent Talk. KFNX 1100 a.m. And right before we went on break, we allowed Amanda Sue just enough time just to kind of spit out the words cryptocurrency and what in the heck that meant. And, you know, Tara and I are still staring at each other, super confused because all we think of is Bitcoin and fraud and gambling and, you know, that it doesn't seem a safe way to go, but it does sound like that's the future of our economy. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Sue only has a few minutes to regurgitate the rest of what she was trying to educate us on. I want to let you guys know on our website, I will be posting a blog that has more information and all you guys have to do is just check it out. So Check us out at gratefulheart.tv and on the web and we will definitely um, give you guys more detailed information because I think this is just a concept that is so hard for us to grasp. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, mm-hmm. those of us in the 70s who never would have believed we were walking around with computers in our hands, right? Right, right. All right, Amanda, the rest of the show is your sister. Let's hear it.
3: So if you think about cryptocurrency, just start with the way that our dollar bill works, right? So the dollar bill hasn't been backed by gold in a long time. It's basically backed by the debt of the U.S. government, but it's also partially backed in the fact that we believe in it. Right. And so that's how cryptocurrency is based as well. It's not backed by any central government. It's not backed by any type of gold standard. It's backed by what people believe in. And so that essentially is the way our stock market works as well, right? Our stock market goes up and down based on consumer confidence. Cryptocurrency is the same way. So what we've seen since all of the articles first started coming out is that there are a few cryptocurrencies that have kind of risen to the top as being stable and worthwhile investments to look at. I'm writing these down. Which ones are they? Ethereum is probably the number one. And then the other one is a company called Coinbase, which actually has a cryptocurrency already before coronavirus backed by the U.S. dollar. Really? And so these investments, if you think about a third world country whose uh, government is not always um you know steady mm-hmm. their their dollar their currency in relation to the rest of the world can fluctuate and it can really economically harm the citizens so cryptocurrency being simultaneously not backed by any government can actually end up being more stable than some other forms of currencies in other different countries
1: that is absolutely fascinating because you know when you go traveling i've been to europe before where this last trip our dollar was really strong when i mm-hmm. went 10 years ago it cost me a bundle because our dollar was really weak. So what Mm -hmm. you're saying is this is like more of a uniform across the whole world Mm -hmm. and it won't really matter. Um, Out of curiosity, one thing I always heard before when I didn't understand and I still don't understand what I'm talking about, so thank God I have you here, Amanda. (laughs) did, wasn't there like a limit on how much you could buy? Like what was the deal with all of that? Like I knew like I'd heard people wanting to try to buy Bitcoin and then it dropped and then it increased and then they couldn't buy as much as they wanted. How does that mm-hmm. work?
3: So similar to the stock market, if you see a really good deal on a cryptocurrency, like you'd see a really good d- deal on a stock, you want to take advantage of it because the next day the price could be up so high that you can only buy one instead of buying seven. Okay. So yeah, a similar concept um, as always with any investment, you want to talk to tax advisors and see if there's any tax consequences for investing in these types of things. Good to Disclaimer. I appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, all right.
1: So, I think I understand the concept of cryptocurrency, and blockchain is just basically how it's recorded across all these computers at the same time. So Correct. it's actually really fraud-proof.
3: Yes. And then tokens are part of blockchain because you mm-hmm. buy tokens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what's crowdfunding? So, crowdfunding has been around for a while. Um, you have companies like Kickstarter, which there's actually a lot of companies that you know about today that started on Kickstarter. And essentially what it was, was, hey, I am a entrepreneur. I can't go to the banks because I'm mad at them. Or a lot of this happened in 2008, 2009, when it was hard to get a business loan. So I can't go the traditional method of getting a loan. So Uh I'm going to ask all my friends and all of their friends and all of their friends and all of their friends to help fund my new business so that I can put this product into production. So
1: kind of like going on the New York, going to... Shark Tank. Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Exactly.
3: Exactly. So rather than getting one $200,000 check from one person, you're getting two hundred dollars from you know two hundred thousand different people right and so that has been done for for a while now it's a newer thing in our in our world um but it's been thriving actually for quite a while as an alternative to raise capital and to raise funds so now where cryptocurrency and tokens are coming into play is you know one of the things tara that you talked about was mortgage-backed securities mm-hmm. We all, through our retirement accounts, are investors in mortgages. But we don't own the entire mortgage. We just own Own a small piece of it. it. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what cryptocurrency and tokens are allowing us to do with real estate. Is if I want to invest, I know that real estate is a very safe investment vehicle, but I don't have $100,000 to buy um, a a duplex that I'm going to rent out. But what I can do is I've got $1,000. So I'm essentially going to use crowdfunding where me and a hundred people that I may or may not know are buying a property together and I get my dividends based on the share that I own. Essentially taking something real and tangible like real estate, and turning it into something that functions more like a stock. And blockchain tokens and cryptocurrency are the mechanism which allow us to do that.
1: Okay, say that one more time because (laughs) it made sense when you said it, but I feel like I need to
3: hear it just to kind of sink in. Mm -hmm. Say it again. So I am taking a small amount of money. Okay utilizing the technology of the blockchain and cryptocurrency to invest in a piece of a property
1: so like for example because I was I went to the websites after my first class on this and I saw some of these websites that were talking about you can own part of Wall Street commercial building that costs like bajillion dollars and you could have a piece of it mm-hmm. that's what you're
3: talking about absolutely and think about from an investment mechanism how secure of an investment it would be if instead of having a hundred thousand dollars rented in or invested in one property where if I have turnover of my tenants now I'm losing every month instead I've got a thousand dollars invested in a hundred different commercial properties that I would never be able to afford on my my own, but with this mechanism I now can. So how where do you go to buy this stuff? So there's a lot of companies that are just kind of getting started out on this, especially in relating relation to cryptocurrency. There are already crowdfunding companies that do it with regular U.S. dollars. Fix and Flip is one um, with a PH on both ends, is one that I know of that does it um, already with U.S. dollars. And then with cryptocurrency, there's other companies coming out like Streetwire. Um, Harbor is another one. So there's other companies that are just kind of getting to the forefront here, starting to make this happen. And overseas, it's already widely available.
1: So when you say overseas, widely available, we're talking like in India, Asia, Asia, you know, Middle East. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where some of the the consumer confidence over here isn't as high as it should be, because maybe of our own prejudices of, you know, we don't trust them over there and what they're doing with with money. And I, I this is all incredibly fascinating to me um there was definitely a lot of other names that came up Uh, well i did hear though in my class that jp morgan was the first u.s bank to come up with their own cryptocurrency did you hear about Mm -hmm. that
3: too yeah so a lot of traditional financial institutions are coming up with their own cryptocurrency like we talked about earlier it's just the strength of what people believe in so if the word ethereum sounds kind of woo woo and you don't have a lot of confidence in that maybe having something that's more you know backed by Chase, is going to make you feel more confident in it. And so then it becomes more stable if more people believe in it. Wow. Do you have
1: questions for her? Because I'm, I'm almost like, I, I feel like my brain is just kind of withering away here. <laughs> no, and
2: I think it's fascinating as well. And I think that um, more and more people like the idea of a secured investment. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear about this, that's really what it is, right? You kind of mentioned that the stock market goes up or down based on consumer confidence and a variety of different behavioral related things. Right. But um, I think that there's something to be said about being able to do that. It reminds me actually of... Um, like a investment grade, um, like a Roth IRA, a self-directed Roth right. IRA. You're so wh- spread out, you can essentially take a retirement and and invest in real estate. This is essentially what it is, but in the form of this. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm.
3: And really it's just, it's it's making everything digital because it ends up digital. And blockchain has a, a huge list of things that it could help with. Um, on the real estate side, you know, you think about how you do a transaction. Right. Your contracts are written on eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper that probably oh, never sister, get printed. I, I know, they don't get printed, they <laughs> never do it anymore. Yeah. Because you do digital signings, yeah. and then we have to print yeah. them to get the notary to sign them, and then we scan them and record them digitally with our recorder's office. So everything's digital, but that one step, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so this is just that next logical step of if we're ending up digital anyways, let's start digital. Let's not start with the eight and a half by eleven. Let's start digital because we're going to end up there, and then we can make everything faster. So if somebody wanted to get started
1: in investing in cryptocurrency, where would you direct them?
3: So cryptocurrency, I would say, uh, definitely talk to somebody who knows it. It's a very niche. Who would you go to? (laughs) Like, I I
1: have no idea. Okay, as soon as I leave here, I feel very motivated to go spend what little I have in the bank on crypto. Where do I go?
3: (laughs) So the interesting thing with cryptocurrency is you invest with each of them independently. There isn't really a... um, you know fidelity investments that you can go to to right. start investing in all of these different ones so you really have to do your research on the different ethereums and coinbase and all of the different ones read some articles figure mm-hmm. out which one you're comfortable with and at that point you're going to be going directly to them to invest okay
1: so like i said earlier amanda promised me she's going to help me write a blog with all this information <laughs> because again i feel like it's going over my head but the more i hear it i feel like the more i'm going to understand it and i think that's just going to be the wave of the future guys so do your research And look into it because times are changing. We're seeing it day by day. And guess what? Our show's over. I don't even get to read off my whole, like, ending that I normally do. Thanks, you guys, for listening to Grateful Heart Radio, Motivational TV. We'll be back next week, Monday, 11 a.m. Thank you. Let's go.